Hey, uh, Dan Lance. I'm listening to episode 391, and it reminded me of two jokes because of the shit story you guys played on it. Uh, first joke is, what do old people taste like? Depends. The second joke is, you know that diarrhea is hereditary because it runs in your genes. You'd make more podcasts, guys. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. Sound like a baseball announcer there, Wackerly. I was actually trying to imitate an AM radio guy up here. Yeah, he always goes, goes, hello, Pacifica. <laughs> or whatever. He changes the town around the Bay Area. So I, I guess I could just be like, hello, internet. That sounds very morning radio DJ guy. He's the weather guy. Weather guy? <laughs> hello, Facebook. It's going to be hot and humid up there. Today. I always wanted to be a weather guy. You know what's funny about in L.A.? There aren't any weather guys. It's all hot weather girls. Yeah, yeah they figured that out. With fake Well, breasts. they could be on the radio, right? But you're talking about the TV ones. I'm just saying on TV, yeah. You got to get like a sci- an actual science degree, right? You got to get a meteorology degree. Yeah. I was, I was <laughs> looking be, into it. It can't be that hard if those stupid skanks get it, right? Well, I was looking into it in college because I read that Letterman started out as a weather guy. But he was a wacky, zany weather guy. Yeah. It's got to so, be easy. So, wackily, I'm a, I don't know if you could tell... But I'm uh, effervescent, revitalized, refreshed. I got up at 10 a.m. this morning, caught a matinee of Jobs. It's riveting. It's a riveting <laughs> movie. Is that the movie with the shark called Jobs? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Watch out, it's Jobs. Ashton Kutcher was fantastic oh, portraying Steve Jobs. Yeah, Who I'm plays joking. Wozniak? Um, Danny DeVito. No, no. I, I wouldn't go you see that know, fucking you didn't movie. See it, liar! <laughs> like I got up at ten a.m. I got up like a half an hour ago. So I like the, the movie. Still hungover. I, mean, I would never see it either, but uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I do. I have like watched people talking about it, and uh, the movie makes Wozniak out to just be like this galoot that didn't have any ideas and was just like like a bumbling idiot. Was that guy <laughs> like so an engineer or something? Like, what, yeah, what, no, he was definitely like half of. The, I mean, he was like the the more of the, I think the actual computer science yeah, brains. The like, side. Yeah, and so they interview him, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't really like the fact that they just made me look out to be the, some asshole." Well, I think well, Jobs was the visionary, but yeah, but right. don't they make him look like just yeah, like this big like galoot, right? Just that some... didn't like want it, you know? Like we're never gonna, that's never gonna work. <laughs> and Steve Jobs is like, "Yes, we shall make it work because we believe." You know, like the Facebook movie. Who cares? What, why do you even? I get you know the Facebook movie was done by what Fincher, I think. Yeah, I did see the Facebook movie. I don't know why I saw it. It wasn't very good. I just God, these movies are so self indulgent. Although I heard that they didn't uh, give a very flattering portrayal yeah. of Steve Jobs. Yeah, the face. Yeah, the Facebook movie was cool because they made 
uh, Zuckerberg out to be an asshole. That's why it was good. Well, I but thought I don't they did the same thing with Jobs, though. I thought they make him look like a megalomaniac. I don't know. I thought it was more of a tribute. I mean, like, Ashton Kutcher's going around saying that, like, Steve Jobs is his hero, and that's why he did it. Oh, shut up. Guy just wants to make more money. God, that, that, I would never go see it. The movies like that shouldn't even come out during the summer. It should come out in, like during the, the fall doldrums. You know? We're supposed yeah. to have summer blockbusters. How could that movie be a blockbuster? It's not Oscar bait, though, either, right? What is, I don't even know what it is. I mean, there's, they have a built-in audience with all the people who just like suck Adore Apple's cock Apple. on a daily basis, right? Yeah. No, like, like I'd ever get up at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, go to a matinee. I almost would go to a matinee. Air conditioning. I'd almost go to a matinee just because I'd save the money. But, uh, but yeah, now I was hungover. You know, honestly, Wacker, I've been drinking a lot this week, which is surprising. Well, it's, it's surprising because we drank so much for the bachelor party last weekend. I actually I went to a bar when I got back here, too. I don't know what I was thinking. I had one of those, because, I mean, it was like two days of straight debauchery. And, like, I had one of those, uh, you know, those, uh, those uh, realizations the next day. Like, you know, I need to just cut out drinking for, like, at least a week. Just kind of, like, ease up on the liver, feel a little bit better after partying like that. By the sure end enough. of the night on Saturday, you were in that, like, drunken, retarded mode where nobody could understand what you were even saying. Yeah, and your yeah. eyes were, weren't really open. <laughs> I don't even remember. Like, yeah, but zaba dooba dabba <laughs> You were, like, sitting in your chair in your apartment. Yeah, I, but zaba dooba dooba uh, podcast. I remember getting tackled by Big Jer on some on some soiled mattress. Like, it was disgusting. Oh, yeah, I remember. You guys wrestled around for quite a, quite a long time there. I, I could barely even stand, so I don't think it was that difficult to knock me down. But yeah, no, so uh, Big Jer had his bachelor party last weekend, and I gotta say, I'm not trying to like congratulate myself here, but I think I put together a pretty decent bachelor party. You think mm. so? The pressure was on. I don't know. We did wind up at a pretty shady strip club at one point. Oh yeah. I, I You know, I didn't know about that. But no, I mean, all in all, we get, we get to go to the See, rainbow there's a, room. there's a debate whether you did know, and you did it for the lol factor, as okay. you said, lol factor, or whether you... Or whether you were as, as surprised as everybody else. I was, okay, this is, this is the, the, the foreknowledge that I had. This is the knowledge I had beforehand. I had been speaking to a guy named Julian, Julian Nitzberg, who uh, directed that movie, The Wild and Wonderful World of Whites, of the Whites of West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I like Jessica how you White. never get the title right. I, it's a hard, it's a long, there's a lot of I W's know. in I don't that. know what it is either, but I know you're wrong. <laughs> the Jessica White documentary, but uh, it's a good, it's a, the, the Dancing Outlaw, I totally recommend it. But so Julian is an aficionado with strip clubs. The guy goes to all sorts of strip clubs and he tries to find like the most, you know, random, just bizarre strip clubs in the city. So he's a good source of knowledge for that. So I asked him, I was like, hey, you know. Apparently he's not a good source of knowledge well, for that. Okay. But, but Big Jer, so Big Jer was, uh, Big Jer's not a strip club guy. Like he doesn't want to go to Deja Vu or the body shop, although he's pretty drunk. I don't think he would have given a fuck if we no. took him there, you know. Um, but he's not, he doesn't, he didn't want to go to like some big meat market, like Deja Vu type of strip club. And so instead he was like, I'd rather go to something like Jumbo's or something that's weird. And so I asked Julian, I was like, so uh, what, do, what do you recommend? He's like, well, there's two that I think you should go, or three. He was like, there's Gold Diggers, which is all like Asian, like six-year-old Asian strippers. And it's like way out. 16-year-old? Like, or 60? 60, like <laughs> old, older Asian women. <laughs> and they call it Gold Diggers? That's stereotypical. It, it'd be funny. Um, it's kind of like out in East L.A. Then there's, uh, 
then there was Stars, which is, I guess, this really ghetto strip club. It's like all black girls, and it's in Gardena, which I don't even know where that is. I don't either. Yeah, but um, he was like, oh, I love that place. He's like, every girl's got a huge booty, but you'll be the only white people in there. And I was like, oh, maybe we'll skip that one. And then I was like, well, what about this other one I've heard so much about? Sam's Hofbrow. And everybody, like Ryan Keeley's like, oh, Sam's Hofbrow's my favorite strip club. And so I asked him about it. He was like, oh, I like Sam's Hofbrow. He's like, it can be a bit gangy. And I was like, gangy? Gangy. What does that mean? And he was like... Well, you know, sometimes there can be like some gang, a gangbanger crowd, but it's a lot of fun and it's weird and it's kind of like what Jumbo's used to be. That's what I thought. So I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be like what Jumbo's used to be. Mm-hmm. So we get in, we get all eight of us white people in a limo and we head out to, where was it? Like it was on the border of East well, LA. Okay. Or, yeah. Let me tell my side of the story now. It's <laughs> the outside observer. D's like. Yeah, we're going to go to this funny strip club called Sam's Hofbrow. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds hilarious. And I even looked it up online, and they're like, "It's the isn't it the oldest strip club in the L.A.? Like, it's been there for 50 years. It looks like something out of Reno. Like, a, right. I mean, with the flashing lights. and Yeah, it looks cool on the on the internet and, the, you know, Google image search. The chicks look hot. <laughs> chicks look hot. Uh but you said, I mean, I didn't, and I didn't look any further into it. I just looked at the picture of the outside of the place, said, oh, that looks funny. Let's do it. But then you said... You said, oh, it's downtown. We're going to eat downtown, and then we'll just go over there. I'm like, oh, well, if it's downtown, it has to be all right. I mean, well, I downtown's thought, all, all I thought renewed, it was downtown. and there's all these fancy hipster places. You used to live in your hipster loft downtown. There's not going to be, like, a really sketchy fucking strip club in the middle of downtown. That, However, we I get assume. into the cab, we get into the limo, and he starts driving away from downtown. And then, uh, you know, our other friend who lives in L.A., Starts looking at his phone, and he says, oh, it's not in downtown at all. It's in South Central. <laughs> now we're headed in a limo, a bunch of white dudes, we're full of Mexican food, into South Central Los Angeles. Yeah. It was a very ghetto location. And, and then when we got out, it, was, it wasn't black ghetto, though. It was like Hispanic gangbanger ghetto. Like, th- those guys, I think, are scarier. <laughs> There were black. We weren't the only white people there. I, will I didn't say see that. any other whites. I no, didn't I did. Because you know, oh, I was one. looking around. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. If shit goes down, who, who, who has my back in here? Yeah, but, okay, so we, we went in. It was just, I yeah. mean, they, from the outside, I thought it looked kind of cool. Like, I was like, oh, this place is going to be kind of rad. There's, like, flashing lights, and, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's a velvet rope. And we go, we go in, and it's like you had to get pat down by this, like, big, huge black security guard. And we, well, we Which walked. isn't the, I mean, you know, that's that not the end of the world. That happens. But, I mean, in downtown L.A., that happens at regular. Yeah bars right so we go in there and then i think then i realized okay this is why they have the rigorous pad down procedure it's just solid like i mean these guys are like those cholo like gangbanger types with like neck tattoos and face tattoos and like bandanas on which and, once again you could have just wandered into a hipster place and you know you have all the like trust fund kids with neck tattoos but these weren't those guys <laughs> no but these are like gang symbols <laughs> tattooed on their faces right. and, necks. and they're like, got them actually in prison in prison yeah and they all kind of just look at us like what are you guys doing here once again we were drunk <laughs> and i was willing to be like Whatever, let's let's ride it out, dude. Let's just do it. Who one of one of the members of our party was just adamantly like opposed. He's like, we got to get out of here, and we were trying to get. Th- it was crowded, and we were trying to go walk this like narrow like this narrow area by the bar, and the bar that was, was the packed. problem. There was there was nowhere to stand, and the bar was packed, and like those girls. And, and let me put let me put this out there also. 
uh, I, I don't know, you know, for people who've been to strip clubs, you, you go into the strip club, you've DJed at strip clubs and talked about it, obviously. You go into the strip club and you announce a girl that comes out and you're like, here comes Sparkle. Give it up, guys. Give her some money. Blah, blah, blah. She's going to show you a twat. Uh, but this wasn't like that. No. It was chaos. There were like 18 girls on stage and just everybody's throwing their money and the girls are like coming up and rubbing their asses in the dude's faces, which when a girl is rubbing an ass and her ass in the guy's face and then because it's so crowded, you have to let like, you like scooch up and you're kind of now in between the guy and the girl. They don't, t- they don't take kindly to that. And no, it was that crowded. There was nowhere we could stand where we weren't like in somebody's way or blocking previous somebody's view. coming in. We like they had a good view, and now we're there, like in their way. Like nobody was going to take kindly to that. No, and they were already. You could tell that they were kind of perturbed. And yeah, it was weird. It was chaos. It was like there, there were like eighteen girls. They all had big ghetto booties. I don't think there were there was a single white stripper there. It was all like kind of kind of hot, like Latino and uh, Latina. Yeah, they were all and, hot. Oh, they were all super they hot were, with like big hot, ghetto but... booties. But they would like stick their booties over the railing. And right. like just right in some cholo gangster dude's face. And then right. we're trying to, excuse me, excuse me oh, there, you sir. mind if I stand here? Can Pardon I get a, a Miller Lite, please? Just trying to order a, a domestic beer. And it's just, yeah, no, there was nowhere to stand. It was kind of awkward. And we went down to the I was going to get bar. a hypnotic. <laughs> You're in <laughs> a trance. Just to in. Just a, no, no. You know the drink, hypnotic? Oh, hypnotic. <laughs> I'll take a thug passion, please. Some, yes. With some extra alizé. Yeah. Um, Alizé, that's a good one, too. E&J. <laughs> yeah, E&J. Hennessy, dude. You got to order the Henny. I wasn't going to go there. Henny? That would have been a, too obvious. upscale. Yeah. But yeah, so we ended up, uh, we kind of just did the, the walk through, and then just everybody was like, I think we should get out of here. And I was thinking the whole time, like, <laughs> this is this kind of falls on me. Because wouldn't that suck if Jer was, like, so drunk that he, I don't know, stepped on a gangbanger's new shoe or right. something, and or bumped into him and knocked his drink over. And next thing you know, the guy pulls out a knife and stabs him. Yeah. You know, which could it happen all ha- there. Yeah, it all happened before the bouncer even had time to make it over. Just shanks sure. him, like in prison. Yeah. I mean, because you know those guys probably managed to sneak in a shank. <laughs> yeah. They've been in prison. They know Shit. how to, they, or, or they just make one while they're in there. But come on, my Plus, sis- the place serves food. They, they give these guys knives to eat their German high. meats. It's called a Hofbrau, for God's sake. Yeah, no, that place is, uh, yeah, the, the, it wasn't a good call on my part. But I was, I was concerned about it. it, made me conscious of my own mortality. Because I was thinking, wow, you know, I bet you people get shot in this parking lot every weekend. And, you mm-hmm. know, I read an article about Sam's Hofbrau that they said uh, some, uh, some guys got in a fight in the parking lot. One guy got in his car and just drove over three dudes, killed them. <laughs> this is like about a month ago. And Once so again, what is the bouncer going to do in that situation? Nothing. I'd run back inside. But yeah, so I mean, I was thinking like, God, this just made me like, I mean, my sister would have been so upset. I mean, two weeks before the wedding. What would right. I say? Okay, well, I'm sorry. Jerry got stabbed in the eye. Now he's rolling down the aisle in his <laughs> wheelchair. Because he's paralyzed by some gangbanger who stabbed him in the spinal Here, column. Here's the problem with the guy that gave you this advice. <laughs> It's probably really fun, like, on a Tuesday, right? That's what I was thinking. Tuesday night? But we went on a Saturday night, and that's why it was so goddamn crowded. If you went on a Tuesday and you're just like, oh, I'll just sit right over here and look at this big ghetto booty in my face. I love it. Here's $30. Then it wouldn't singles. have been as bad, yeah. But but you but, know what the thing is, though? You never go to that area. I've never been to South Central. Like <laughs> you never, I wouldn't even know where to find that place. 
So and where did we end up? We, we left and we went. We didn't give up on stripping, so we went to uh, Buck Wilds. Buck Wild. but also somewhere in a weird area over there. Well, all to be fair, all strip clubs are in weird areas, right? Well, because you need a big, a large space, and they usually don't have. And plus, it's, I think plus it's, respectable businesses don't really want to be next to a strip yeah. club unless you're in, you know, Broadway in San Francisco, which is and kind of traditional. I don't think they're allowed to be in residential areas either, so they're always kind of like in these remote industrial areas. Buckwild Buck was the complete opposite. It was like it was like where you take your business clients because you know it's not going to get too crazy. It was also country themed, so it was like <laughs> these girls are like in Daisy Dukes. It wasn't well, yeah. They did do line dancing. Yeah, I, I did like they had a mechanical bull. People know I, I love the mechanical bull, but it wasn't there for the <laughs> customers to ride. These strippers actually got up on it and like took their tits out, which I thought was an amazing idea. Yeah, it was great watching. There's this one blonde girl that just had massive breasts, and she yeah, was she just was like, great. yeah, she's on the bull, and it was like it, it, that was hypnotic. I should have been drinking a hypnotic and staring at her breasts moving up and down on the bull. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Topless bull riding. Yep. They should have that at every bar. Not a, not a real bowl. That could get dangerous, but the mechanical bowl. It's under control. We probably bought a lap dance from every stripper there for Jer. For I, Jer. Yeah. I mean, they kept I coming up to me and saying, do you want a lap dance? And I was just like, no. Just go give him one, though. Here's yeah, I would be like, here's 30 bucks. Just give him a dance. I, what I, I, I love could, is the, the, you know, how like fake tits are kind of passe now, I guess. Is that, can I say that? I, th- I think it, it depends on, I think it depends on the club. Well, it depends on the club. There was one girl there with with really obvious fake tits. She didn't get a lot of uh, she had a cus- fake custom ass too. Um, yeah, she also had fake butt cheeks. Yeah, fake uh, buttocks. But weird. then there was like the blonde that we were watching, which clearly had real giant tits. Uh, she was riding the bull. But I let <laughs> and there's all these girls with just like you know the the svelte sort of nymphish look where they the don't really have anorexic any tits. look. It's funny when they come up and ask you for a, if you want a lap dance. It's just like, no. What are you going to rub your flat fucking nipple on yeah, my face? Rub your rib a, cage I'm not on my face you for that. <laughs> and I like I you know I'm not like a guy who only wants to fuck girls with huge tits. Like girls with small tits can be hot, but I am the type of guy who I only want to get lap dances from girls with huge tits. Well, think about it. You're at a I topless, say that? You're at a topless club. I mean, isn't the emphasis on the topless part? <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know the funniest part about it is i, I kind of wish i would have just taken a picture and got kicked out but at one point i bought jer a dance from the two most like ghetto black girls that were there and uh one of them they're was, very uh, they're very not very attractive oh, very yeah both very attractive very respectable um but the one i was the one girl was like you want to dance and i was like can you give my uh my uh, buddy here a dance and with your friend over there and i just kind of pointed and she like I, th- I think she knew that I was trying to get two black girls to dance for him. But they both had like... <laughs> you, think, you think you were being obvious or not? I don't... I, <laughs> I think she was on to you? I don't know. She but picked the, up the ruse? The best part about it is so they're, they're both do, giving him a double lap dance. And, they, and we walked by and uh, our friend Vinny was like, oh my God, you got to check this out. I walked by and there's Jer just sitting there just drunk. And he's got these two huge black booties on either side of his face. And both girls had this the, 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 the most disinterested facial expressions. Like the one girl's on her phone, and the other girl's just kind of twisting her hair, just looking up at the ceiling, and just bouncing their asses on either side of Jared's smiling face. Wish I would have got that. would have been a perfect Instagram photo. I think we should point out at this juncture that Jer kind of looks like an old, out-of-shape, greatest American hero. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the same, like, weird, blonde, white afro that the greatest American hero had, and... Uh... 
He wears the shirt with the symbol. <laughs> At about 60 pounds. And, uh, well, yeah. I, said, I said older and out of shape. I wasn't going to try and put too fine a point on it. But he's got the same hair and the same kind of face. Same face. Yeah. Fatter. Wow. <laughs> a little bit fatter, but the same face with more fat on it. But the, it's the hair that really does it. And Jared Definitely. doesn't do it. Jared takes no... I mean, I think he sort of does it on purpose, but he takes no steps to tame that hair. It's always just fucking going everywhere. He doesn't even do it. He just gets up in the morning and just kind of shakes it off, doesn't brush it Make sure it there's anything. not like a rat living in it. Or a cigarette butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he just like goes on his, he, his merry way. And he's on his way. He's never, he's never put a comb through it in his life, I don't think. I don't think he can. No. It's a thick, a thick nest of hair. It's like but, um, a golden fleece. He had a, he had a good time. <laughs> he had a good time. I think everybody had a pretty good time. All I had a good all. time. Uh, but, but anyway, you know, Sam's Hofbrau, I was thinking, I was like, God, that could have gone horribly awry, and that would have been all my fault. Wow. And it made me think, like, contemplate, like, my own mortality. And what I, what, what like, if I, if I died, what You don't want to die, die at a strip club. Yeah, and, like, I was just kind of thinking, from pleasure. Like, what I would do. You know, Wackerly, I remember, I think it was a, an old show when I was going to Europe. Didn't I write like a will? Like I, I wrote a will about what I wanted to do. Have you, you thought died about this? in Europe? Have you thought about this? Like, uh, do you no. want to ever be buried or cremated or what? No, I don't care. <laughs> I just you, want. I want to be a burden to people who have to deal with it. Like, I don't know. You didn't tell us what to do. <laughs> you have to figure it out, you assholes. That's a very selfish way to go about it. Yep. <laughs> I have no. I mean, I have no dependents. And, yeah, but uh, I mean, you're gonna have. I have a no wife. life insurance because who gives a fuck? Like, fuck the bank. Oh, he died. He can't pay his mortgage anymore. Ha <laughs> ha. Fuck you. But what about, okay. So you're going to, it's all up to your wife, what she wants to do. Buy a plot a of wife. land. If I had a wife, I would do, I would take all these steps. Okay. Well, when right. you get married. So when you get married, you're going to try to plan out what you're going to do in case. In, yeah, you got in, to. In and, then you you have to get, and you have to get life insurance and everything. You got to do everything. Well, so I, I mean, I, I think I, I was contemplating because I mean, it was the same kind of thing. I was just thinking, you know, what, what would I do? Who would get my shit? Who's going to get my stuff? Who would want my stuff? Yeah, well, I would. I would. The next day, I would order one of those giant dumpsters from from the garbage company. <laughs> Just throw it That's all out. That's where all your stuff would go. Yeah, but I mean, what would you want done with your body? Like, I I, I don't want to be buried. I don't want to be put. No, in I don't want to be buried in a cemetery. Cremated. I, I think that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wrote about. Uh, in my will, I think we discussed it on the show. I forget which episode it was, but I kind of wanted. Um, Everybody, this was my idea. I wanted everybody to take my ashes on my dime, go to uh, this, my favorite bar in Chicago, uh, the LNL Tavern, and then everybody get completely shit faced, completely drunk, and then at last call, dump my, dump my ashes down the toilet and just flush it. Yeah, we talked about this recently because what happens when the LNL Tavern gets demolished and they put some like fancy condos there? Then what are we going to do? Well, see What's that, the that, contingency. Then I'm going to have to find I'm going to have to find another bar. But now I think I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind with what I want to do. So it's a moot point. I was reading about this the other day. You heard about this? Elysium Space. It's a new startup company. You heard about them? (laughs) No. No? I mean, it's like the new new, uh, Matt Damon movie is called Elysium. doesn't have anything to do with that, though, right? The guy that directed uh, District 9. Right. The South African director. He did that movie. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? No, I won't. Why? Science fiction. You should uh, it be all over like that. One of, it seems like a, one of those like left wing morality plays, and I could care less. People say it's a uh, it's it, it's kind of because I think it deals with L A. but like futuristic L A. Mm-hmm. which is like a dystopia, mm-hmm. like all the working class people, but then the the celebrities and the wealthy, the elite. 
get to go I'm to a fan, I'm a fan of the dystopia. Like, I mean, I love Blade Runner and, and that sort of thing, but um, when it's like a heavy-handed, like, you know, really, this is how we treat poor people now, and isn't yeah, it horrible? Like, I think you know, that's get, what it's supposed to be. Get out of here, man. <laughs> it just seems, yeah, it seems like it's going to be heavy-handed and... And just trying to press home that point, and you're just like, really? Come on. The most damning review that I heard was that uh, somebody pointed, you know, because Jodie Foster is such an uber liberal, you know, the most left of the left. Is she in it? Bleeding heart, yeah. Oh. And, but she plays this evil, you know, right wing uh, politician person, and some people just can't do that shit. And they pointed out that, like, she just can't do that. She doesn't have the acting skills to. Play so somebody it just comes across as disingenuous. 180 degrees from her politically. Like, Alec Baldwin can do it really well, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he, good. He's, he's super left-wing, and he can do, play a really good, like, ball-busting right-wing guy, as evidenced in uh, Glengarry Glenn Ross and even on 30 Rock. I don't know. I, I, I didn't really... I kind of am apathetic towards that film. I'd go either way with it. I'd probably watch it on DVD, though. There's probably Maybe some Netflix. cool explosions and stuff. It doesn't uh, doesn't Matt Damon like wear like a big exoskeleton suit or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, this this uh, Elysium space actually has nothing to do with the movie Elysium, other than their space is involved. It's a new startup company, and what they're doing is they take orders to send your cremated remains or those of any dearly departed into Earth's orbit for just under two grand. So for nineteen hundred ninety dollars, you could jettison your cremated remains. Into uh, space. What if I told you we could jettison your cremated remains into space for just $1,990.99? And it doesn't stop there, people. It gets better. <laughs> you get a t-shirt. We can send you and your closest relative into space. And your dog. For the same low price of $1,990.99. I wonder why it costs $1,990. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like one of those like internet or like you know television ads. Aren't they always like 19.99? Right. It's right now, limited time on. offer, and we'll throw in this knife yeah. set. Um, <laughs> yeah, the knife set. <laughs> reservations are currently being accepted for next summer's first Memorial Spaceflight launch from uh, spaceflight launch from Cape Canaveral. According to the website, they offer. Now, all- does it? Now, do your ashes go up and then they come back down and just drop into the ocean, or do they go up and then they like puff them out the airlock? Hmm. Here, okay, this is how they explain it. Here's how it works. A spacecraft containing capsulated cremated ashes will be launched into Earth's orbit for several months. Family and friends of the former loved ones can follow the orbital journey via a special mobile app, which will show the uh, spacecraft's location. Finally, the spacecraft will re-enter the Earth's atmosphere uh, with the brightness of a shooting star. So I think what they do is they... The, this whatever the vessel is is just launched and it has everybody's ashes. It floats in it. around. Floats yeah. around, then it comes back in the atmosphere and explodes. Corpse party in space. And then your ashes are just dissipated. Um, I mean, pe- people, you know, people think space is a unique and beautiful place. <laughs> they're, they're wrong, by the way. It's horrifying. <laughs> Why do, do you find, are you, are you intimidated? Are you scared of the great beyond space? The unknown. No, I mean you're making it the vast sound, universe. You're making it sound spiritual. I mean it's the it's the most inhospitable place in the universe is 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 space. Well, there's no oxygen. It's a vacuum. You're dead. You're you're becoming a star. 
Right, but I'm just saying, you just said that some people think that space is wonderful, and, it, and it's the complete opposite of wonderful. The, okay, who was The it? things was it? in space, like astral bodies, stars, other planets, constellations, those are all great. But you're not going there. You're going to just deep space nothingness. No, you're, 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 you're following an orbital journey around Earth's orbit. Haven't, haven't uh, astronauts said it, or the guys that are at the space station said it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful experience to look at the planet Earth. The, they're, looking at, they're looking at the planet. Okay, well, well like, If right. it's so great, why don't you step out of the capsule, Buzz Aldrin? <laughs> I think, okay, what I'm saying, what would you rather do, be buried in the ground or launched into space and explode while entering the Earth's atmosphere? Well, I was going to say, you know, it seems a little extravagant. I just don't care. You know, just like, sure, cremate. Don't, I mean, don't bury me in a plot of land, my, you know, in a coffin, but if you just want to, like... Bury me and wrapped up in a sheet or cremate me and just throw me in the ditch. That's fine, too. But then you said it's only $1,900 and 99 cents. That seems really cheap. Like, isn't a funeral cost like five grand? Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Like, uh, you know, God, my father's funeral, I think, was at least like $12,000. One, he, you know, he's a man of the cloth, special well, arrangements. You got, you got made. Arrangements all, all the parishioners want to come. Yeah, at the funeral home. and Well, I imagine you probably still do a funeral service, but then you take the remains and you give them to this, uh, this, this company. Still seems cheap. I mean, isn't it, doesn't a coffin cost $2,000? Well, that, that's the thing. That's why, uh, these, uh, that's why these funerals are so expensive is because of the coffin. Coffin usually well, you don't costs need the about coffin if you're just launching them into space, and that's $2,000 right there. You know what? Uh, it's a wash. I was at a recently. I went to a funeral at Hollywood Forever, that the celebrity cemetery. Which I didn't even. It's funny because they they show movies on, during the summer there, and they have uh, right. rock concerts. But apparently, they also st- people still get buried there. So I went right. to a funeral there, and uh, what they did is they 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 have like these mausoleum. It's kind of like a locker. Like this per this person who died was put in a coffin and then put in the wall instead of being buried. So you're kind of putting yes. like a little like compartment in the wall, like a it's mausoleum. A col- it's actually called a columbarium. Oh, is that what that's called? The, yep. Uh, so so that costs twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand dollars just to be encased Reserve within this wall. Reserve the little cubby hole. Yeah, cubby hole for twenty grand. This is two thousand well, dollars. You're gonna you're gonna be. There. I mean, when you think about it this way, you're gonna be there for eternity. So you're renting this. You're buying this little spot. Forever. For eternity, yeah, twenty grand. Maybe that's not so bad. But wh- why do we? But the need- problem is then you, you want your whole family there in all the surrounding cubbies, and now you're talking about some serious money. Yeah, I and mean, that's what rich people do. So you can. Yeah. But I mean, but what's the point of of having this space? What's the point of even having that plot of land as a cemetery? Like, why not? Just- well, your an- your ancestors are supposed to come and look at it, and well, why not look up at greatness? the stars and be like. There's D. That's, Simon. That's fucking That's bullshit, the D. Man. Simon constellation, right? Is he giving <laughs> no, us the No, they're not finger? naming a constellation after you. <laughs> so there's some competition already. There's another company that does space burials. It's called uh, Celestis. And they offer similar space burial services, but for much more money, around five grand. They have a cheaper flight. It's only $1,000 for the flight uh, that goes up as high as zero gravity before returning to Earth, and they just launch you into space. And the people who have done this with Celestis is, uh, you should know this. Uh, G- but wait, you said, it, you said it's more expensive, but then you said it's cheaper. So which is it? Well, the, the flight is cheaper. It's $1,000. Uh, whole... Where does the extra 4000 come from? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they do that's different. <laughs> these than, uh, fucking people run these businesses. Just tell me what the total cost is. I don't give a, oh, but the flight is cheaper, but the preparation's nine grand. Like, 
I don't give a fuck which part costs which. You know what the the end bill is. You know what they do is they just probably dump your ass down the toilet and then just like film something with a green screen. Look, he's going around the planet on your little iPhone. They have a green screen. They just have an old episode of Star Trek playing, and they just like they film it with their with their iPhone. That's the app that you're looking at. Well, oh, you see, so I, I think you're giving them a lot of credit. You're you're assuming there's like actual video footage on your iPhone. No, it's a little <laughs> dot. It's a graphic of a dot going around the planet. I guarantee it. Well, um, well, really, it's yeah, really, it's your ashes swirling around the toilet. Is what's happening. Well, this Celeste is, has actually had some celebrities that have uh, that have been buried that have done the space burial for five grand. Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry was sent oh, into well. space by he would have liked that. Uh, and Trek actor James Scotty uh, Doohan. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> they got. They actually Scotty. were able to turn his like decroted, necroted liver into ashes. <laughs> I would think it would just be resistant to fire at that point. Wow, a Scottish drunk. Go figure. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he was really Scottish. He might have been. I guess he was. He had the accent and everything. He had a thick accent. Do you do you think Gene Roddenberry got more ass than uh, George R. R. Martin? Like if yeah. you had to compare, who do you think, like, let's say both were not married, both are the same age, who would get more ass? Gene Roddenberry. You think so? Yeah. Dude, but look at all the porn stars that are in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is, like, hypersexualized. Yeah, look, look at George R.R. R. Martin. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a spear. I don't even know how you would do it. He looks like a hobbit. Gene Roddenberry was married to one of the Star Trek actresses. Which one? Uhura? No, not one of the regulars, but she was like a recurring, you know, bit character. And I think she probably played, played multiple characters. She was pretty pretty attractive for, you know, her age. Do you think he the shoved times. a Tribble in her spam purse? No. No. <laughs> they probably used it as, an, as a sexual toy, but I don't think he shoved it in her vagina. I bet you he had weird fetishes, though. I bet you they did, like, some kind of weird space role-playing or something. Really? Wouldn't that be a little typical? Yeah, I bet you, though, I bet you he did have weird... I mean, it's typical, but I bet you he probably did. Don't you think so? I just feel like you can't predict what people's fetishes are based on their normal life. You know, it would be something completely opposite. So it would be, like, the no space involved at all? Like, there's no science fiction in his fantasies? Like, like if you said Gene Roddenberry was really into, like, you know, being choked with a belt while he had sex, <laughs> then I'd be like, yeah, I believe it. But like the, if you you know you say that like oh we love science fiction sex part you know role play but so did okay Elron Hubbard Elron Hubbard was into weird science fiction sex and he was a sci fi author was he yeah he had weird orgies that. right like, but were they sci fi themed yeah I think he had like uh, girls would dress up in like gold alien outfits and stuff like that and he had like big orgies on his cruise ships okay and so I've heard I don't know. well the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> Which is a meaningless phrase. So wait, was Gene Roddenberry a pretty good-looking guy? I don't even know what he looks like. I think he was one of those sort of 60s, like, overweight dudes. But back then, those guys got lots of ass. I think uh, George R.R. R. Martin is a swinger. Because, I mean, think of the sexual imagery that's in those books. Especially about nipples and breasts. Oh, well, he's a pervert. He's a yeah, perv, for yeah. sure. I think he but... and his wife, though. His wife has a tattoo, like, in her cleavage. She does? Yeah. Look I've at never her. seen her. Look up a picture of, uh, I forget her name. Uh, some girl, like, I was talking about this with a girl the other day, and she was just like, have you seen his wife's tattoo? I was like, his wife has a tattoo? And you could see pictures. Like, do a search for George R. R. Martin and his wife. I forget her name. But there's a picture of her, like, uh, they're on the red carpet somewhere. And you can see 
the top part of her tattoo, which is right in between her breasts. I think they're definitely swingers. Which it makes sense, too, because you think about the people that go to those swinging parties and those swinging events. Probably look like yeah, George they look R. Like R. Martin. These people. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. I like it when the show just devolves into um, us surfing the internet. What's the tattoo of? I don't know. You can't tell, but you can see that there's a... But the fact of the matter is she has a tattoo between her tits. That's a weird thing. That, that means well, they're definitely a, into like some weird perverted type of, type of stuff. That's what tattoos signify? Well, I'm just saying, like, that for, for someone that's I thought like it was in like their youth, 60s, youthful indiscretion. Somebody in their 60s that's getting a, that has a tattoo in between her tits, she's into some weird shit. And well, you know George R.R. Martin's into weird shit. Well, yeah, just read the book. Yeah. So Elysium Space $1,990 fee is actually a burial bargain compared to the $6,000 average funeral cost. But like days. you said, you still have to have a, a wake or, you know, I guess it's not really a wake because you're burnt up. You know, you have to have food and you have to invite people over to talk about yeah, but what, life Taco or something. Bell so and stupid. Cheetos. Taco Diet Bell for 50 up. people doesn't, isn't that cheap anymore. Now you're talking about, you know, well, some real money. 300 bucks. Okay. Wouldn't be that bad. And then you, you spend $2,000. I think it's going to be cheaper, all in all, than doing this. So for a Jewish person, you'd go for the bargain. And for me, I would go for the, uh, the space burial. But Jewish people have so many rules about funerals that I have to believe that this is not allowed. It for an observant be Jew. Yeah, an observant Jew. Boy, with the space and the rockets. <laughs> That's weird. You're an observant Jew. You're that, was kind of, to, that was kind of like John Travolta being a Jew. <laughs> it kind of sounded a little bit like John Stewart, actually. Oh, okay. But He's um, Jewish. when when you die as a Jew, you're supposed to like you have a burial shroud. You're supposed to wear this like white robe, and then you get buried in a pine box. But you're yeah. supposed to be buried in the ground, right? So, but that's yeah. all good because the pine deteriorates, the sheet deteriorates, then you deteriorate. Yeah, I mean, I think the wasp. You know, the wasps. They like to put you in like. A gun safe, so like no bug or air will ever get to you, and you'll be like preserved for eternity. Because I I don't know why the hell they care about it so much. But like they like my mother, not that she's a typical wasp, but I can see her being very concerned that a an insect might touch her dead body while it's in the ground. At that point, who cares? She cares. That's yeah, weird. Uh, yeah, she has issues. I'm gonna put in my will. I want a space burial, so uh, we actually save some money from the T-shirt fund. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm not paying for it. I think. Okay. You know what? Maybe I'll do a Kickstarter. There you go. All right. It's not even a lot. You'll make that in like five minutes. Two thousand yeah. bucks. I, have you ever heard of the the Tibetan sky burial? I might do that. Was that along the same lines? No, they just they like tie your ass to like oh, with the birds. With yeah, the, these the uh, stakes, and then vultures come and eat your whole body, and then they carry it into. The, it's not really a sky burial; it's a bird shit burial because yeah, they fly up get... in the eye, in the sky, and then the vultures shit you out, and you do end up landing on the ground eventually. See, that's romantic. Yeah, that's a good. I one. guess that's part of one. you turns into like buzzard body mass and feathers and stuff. That might know. be cheaper though. I bet you that's cheaper than a regular burial. Although you got to get to your you, you have to go to, to the desert, though. or where where are there buzzards that, that's you know I don't want to have to go all the way to Tibet. Mm, yeah, that's the thing. In the desert, you could probably do it near Vegas. <laughs> if you just put, if you just roll my body out into the street anywhere, then eventually animals will come and eat it, right? Homeless people and pigeons, <laughs> a couple of rats, a homeless person, homeless person burial, <laughs> a tenderloin burial. Yeah, yeah, it sounds unsanitary. 
Anyway, people, this is episode uh, 394 here, Sick and Wrong. You know the way the show works. Wacken and I present the most disturbing news items of the week. Uh, you can send us your stories to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Submit them via Facebook or Twitter. And uh, if we do give you credit for the story, I will send you a Sick and Wrong care package. We got some good ones this week. Uh, but before we get to our first story, uh, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So the first story was sent in by uh, Justin, a.k.a. Boo Boo. This is porn name. He says, hey, Dean Lance, let me first start off by thanking you guys for continuing to bless your audience with the weekly retardation you guys call a podcast. It's a backhanded compliment. We call it a podcraft, by the yeah, way. Yeah, podcraft. So you're the one who's retarded now, my friend. <laughs> I don't know how my brother Brian found your poop-infested shit show three to four years ago, but we haven't stopped listening since. Okay. I smoke some pretty good Chiba and have been since I was 16 years old. I'm 29 now. now what that is Chiba? It's, uh, marijuana. Oh, now that the, the shit is fucking legal in the Washington state, all the goddamn hipsters are jumping on the bandwagon. I'm glad these fucktards almost killed themselves trying to smoke some hippie crack. Well, I hope you ladies have a bad day. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Now, wait a minute. He's, he's saying that marijuana is hippie crack. I thought hippie crack referred to whippets. That's what I always used to think it is. But th- yeah. this, what we're about to talk about here. Um, oh, th- you're going to talk about something else that now is going to be deemed hippie crack. I think this would be hippie crack because you're basically making crack rocks, sort of cubes, out of T- out of marijuana. THC cubes, cubes like THC rocks, which uh, that's what crack is. Crystals. Well, yeah, They're not I'm, cubical. I think they are. They, they you extract the. It's uh, a perfect cube. Come on. Well, it's, okay, they're probably like little crystal balls or something. I mean, you know, I've never even seen this. Prisms. I've heard. I've been hearing about it. It's called BHO, uh, which is butane hash oil. And it's the new oh, thing that, that kids are doing. You've heard of BHO? Well, now that you said butane hash oil, I've heard of this hash oil thing. It's a it's a new way that uh, the kids even though I would not touch marijuana. it with a ten foot bong. Oh my god, I totally would try this. No, I hate I hate the high of, of you know marijuanas. I you know I'm always I'm definitely interested in trying most drugs at least once. So just to give it a go, like a, like even the salvia, gave that a go. That was awful. Right. I know you haven't tried a, bath salts. I, you know, I've never done bath salts. I think I might steer clear of that one, along with PCP. <laughs> but uh, but this this is marijuana. It's a marijuana extract. But here, here let me let me tell you about this. Yeah, no, of, I feel like I have tried marijuana in several forms, and I don't like it. So I can make an informed judgment that I would I would not like it. I don't need to try it. I don't need to be like the drug or not. Well, if you don't like case. being high, why would you like being higher? Right. You know, I, and I do like being high from other drugs. Don't get me wrong. Okay. The, if you don't like the marijuana one. high, why would you right. like a very intense marijuana? High? It doesn't make any sense. So you probably would not enjoy BHO. No, I don't think I would. Whereas, you know, I, I, I smoke marijuana occasionally. I think I would try this out just to check it out. 
But this has been happening a lot. So the way they make BHO is you have to use butane, and uh, the butane has caused a lot of explosions. So it's kind of like become like a like a like a meth a meth lab being exploded. So you know you hear about these kids that are uh, you know trying to extract the hash oil using this butane procedure, and then an explosion happens. They blow their faces off, and uh, that's kind of what happened here. So three. Three adults were burned in an apparent hash oil blast in Mount Vernon, Washington. And this has happened in their apartment, which is kind of scary to me, too. Because now that this, this marijuana is legal there, everybody's smoking it. And as Americans, we, we're not just satisfied with just a regular high. We have to get higher. So now, now I'm thinking, like, I run an apartment. What about the guy next to me? What if he's, like, uh, trying to make BHO? Blows up his fucking apartment now. All right. Now it's your problem. Exactly, and that's, that's what, it would, what happened in this scene. So three people were burned in an overnight explosion at a Mount Vernon apartment as they, were, as they were using butane to extract hash oil from marijuana. Um, officers discovered that an explosion had ignited a fire, blown out a huge window, a large window in an apartment unit, and flames and smoke were billowing from the apartment. So now you've got to, because of these assholes, they've got to evacuate the building, and your place might get burned down. And you probably don't have insurance. <laughs> and you didn't even get to get high. Yeah, and you don't even get to get high. You were just minding your own business. Actually, t- you probably were high at the time, <laughs> to be honest. But unrelated Still, high. Um, the entire building was evacuated as firefighters uh, fought the blaze. No one was injured at the scene. But a short time later, two men and a woman in their 20s arrived at the hospital with severe facial burns. So uh, these people, like, you know, blew off all the skin on their face trying to make BHO. You look like Freddy Krueger, and you got to explain to people, like, what happened? Well, I was trying to make hippie crack and uh, burn my face off. (laughs) Where do they get the butane from, like, those camp stove fuel canisters, I guess? You can buy butane. Can't you buy, like, a lighter, like, you refill your Zippo Oh, to refill your Zippo up? Yeah. Is that butane? I guess it is butane. So um, the, they had to call it the bomb squad. They you know what's going to happen, building. though? Just, just like, you know, you can't get fucking Sudafed anymore, and you can't get... I heard that even CVS was trying to put restrictions on people buying nail polish remover. Yeah, because they make all meth these, with it. Yeah, all these things you can make meth with, and it's just, you know, like, people who just want Sudafed now have to go through all this rigmarole, and the same thing's going to happen with uh, butane, because people are making this BHO. Yeah, don't you have to take, like, a fucking DNA test to get Sudafed now? Yeah, pretty much. A retina scan? And forget trying to get, like, real ephedrine. You can't, you can't even buy that anymore. What are, what are truckers doing? Now truckers have to do uh, illicit uh, amphetamines. They go to Starbucks now. <laughs> so investigators believe that the occupants were attempting to extract hash oil from a marijuana plant. The process involves mixing parts of the marijuana plant with butane gas. In this case... A two-liter soda bottle was being filled with butane. Police believe the butane fumes filled the apartment when an ignition source, possibly a water heater, just sparked the explosion, and the whole place went up. Right. It was, it was one of the people trying to fire up a fucking roach is what it was. You know, they were probably trying to smoke it while they're, like, while, while, yeah. while they're sitting, you know, working with butane. They're like, yeah. When's that BHO going to be that. done, bro? Well, actually, it's going to be done in a couple hours. Oh, I better smoke this roach just to guide me over. Yeah, you Kaboom! Know. And the next thing you know, fuck, their place explodes. The whole building explodes. You lose your record collection, your <laughs> porn collection. 
my beloved computer. It was all just three eleven and third eye blind. Don't 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 yeah. mourn the record collection too hardly. Kings of Leon and Nickelback. Um, so BHO is made by blasting marijuana with butane. It's a solvent that takes all the THC with it and nothing else. So it evapor- evaporating away the butane leaves only the resin, which is just an amber-colored, waxy substance. And so you're you're basically making crack, and that's kind of what you do with uh, cocaine. Is you uh, mix uh, baking soda and you separate the cut from the rock. So that's we, why crack is so good because it's just a pure coke again. Yeah, but I think it's uh, it's it's such a minimal amount of actual real cocaine. I think it's I think they they cut that with some other crap. But yeah, crack <laughs> is if you're if you're freebasing, you're making your own freebase cocaine. Then it, then it's a much a much you're more DIYing. High. You're DIYing crack. <laughs> Do it yourself, Martha crack. Stewart. It is crack, though. Today on Martha Stewart Living, I'm going to show you how to make your own pure crack. <laughs> cool. Did you learn that in prison, Martha? <laughs> BHO is vaporized either in a pan or using a dabbing pipe, which is where the phrase dabbing Earl comes from. I've never where does the, where's the phrase that. Earl come from? It's E-R-R-L, so it's just dabbing Earl. This must be like some thing that the, the millennials do. Like that's a millennial term that we're too old to know. Yeah. You know? Well, now I, know, now I know the term. I just don't know the etymology of the term. You blowtorch the titanium bowl piece until it's red hot. Then you use a pointy tool to press the oil onto the metal, and it bursts into a vapor cloud that you inhale rapidly. Titanium? I guess it's a titanium <laughs> bowl piece. What the who the fuck has enough money to buy a titanium pipe? These uh these hippies. Is it marijuana <laughs> serious business these days? It is. You know? I mean, isn't all this like I always am amazed when, you know, they talk about the drug violence in Mexico and it's just like people are rolling severed heads into nightclubs and then setting said nightclubs on fire. And they always say, Oh, it's the drug cartels, you know, they're battling for uh, you know, supremacy. And then they're like, well, what drug? And they're always like, weed. <laughs> just weed is so, like, who gives a shit about weed? Well, it's cocaine, too, though. Is it? Because yeah, I was here, cocaine, if they said cocaine, I'd be like, oh, yeah, cocaine, you know, it's expensive. and Or even heroin, you know, it's expensive. You spend all this money for a little bit. They also peddle heroin, too. But no, if you listen to these news reports, they, a lot of the times I think they're trying to say it's primarily marijuana. See, I don't understand why. Well, I mean, you can get you can marijuana just grow it in, in your Humboldt own backyard. County. Yeah, or, or you know, they they grow in like your basement, right? Using like hydroponic equipment. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that either. But I think you're right. I think weed. It's. I think it's because uh, it's the volume thing, right? It's like, yeah, heroin is great, as is cocaine, uh, but not. Uh, there's a lot of people out there, even people who are into drugs and getting high. Who wouldn't touch that stuff? Whereas myself, not included, obviously, I'm uh, aberration. Almost everybody will smoke weed. Yeah, most people smoke weed, and there's not a stigma attached to weed. Now it's no. even becoming more commonplace with right. states as, legalizing as state it. by state legalizes it, and you know it's going to be like alcohol in ten years. But but here's the problem, and this is what I mentioned before: we're not satisfied with just being high on marijuana. We have to get higher. You know, it's yeah. like we used to be fine just smoking True. a joint, but then they're like, yeah, joint's not enough. We fucking start building bongs. So we build a bong. And then you get really high off the bong. You're like, yeah, it's just not good enough. We need, we need to start eating it now. Yeah. So then we start, in, you know, we start ingesting these, like, THC brownies and, and smoking out of your bong. 
And it's like now, nah, which, which you know, for the young people out there, it's kind of like this BHO. Like you know, you smoke weed in high school, and then you go to college. You smoke a lot more weed in college. And then somebody's like, well, look, I made some brownies with weed. And you're like, I love weed. I'll eat one of those brownies. And I'm just here to warn you, it's way more intense. Oh, it's so much more intense. (laughs) It's a totally different high. Chances are, if you like being high, you'll probably enjoy it. But just be prepared to be really high for a really long time. For an extended period of time, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's an intense body high, too. But but then that's not good enough. So now what are we doing? We're using butane. To extract just the THC from the marijuana, yeah. so that's all we're smoking is this waxy hippie, this wax, waxy amber-colored hippie crack. But right. a- apparently, this is why I want to try it. The most notable thing about the high from BHO is that it makes you feel the way you did when you first smoked marijuana, when you smoked the first time. It's a high that completely envelops you and renders you pretty much useless. And but then the you're worried that your unmatched. mom is going to find out that you got high. <laughs> Get all nervous. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know. I, mean, I got to go home. Mom's making a hamburger helper tonight. Well, a lot of people say when you first smoke weed, you don't get high because you don't know what it's, you know, you don't know what the high is supposed to feel like. But you know right. when you first get high, the, the, when it actually works on you. When you first get high the first time, when you're yes. really high, you know that. And that feeling is, it's unparalleled. So I, I would give this BHO a try. I just think it's just kind of unnecessary in this day and age. You know, it's like, <laughs> seriously, do you really need to do that? Do we need that? If you smoke every day and you need to take it to the next level. But, yeah, I mean, like, you know, if you only get high once in a while, probably just getting regular high again is enough for you. That would be my advice. I just hope we see a lot of these, like, teen, you know, teen 20-something burn victims who are like, yeah, I lost my face to BHO. Dude, they're doing PSAs. <laughs> this is your face. This is your face on BHO. <laughs> BHO it's, it's, just, it's just melted like a cheese pizza. Ugh, I'm not going to do that drug. Actually, I'll do it. I just won't make it. I'll make my friend make it. But, you know, I wonder if the the pawn shops sell that stuff. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to track that down. What do you have here for the second story? Uh, some Russian guy named Alexander wrote from Russia to send us this story. He's been listening for over four years. When he first started, he did not understand a word because of his bad English language skills. Now he fully enjoys every fucking word you say. We say. Sorry, I'm sort of changing the first yeah, person. A, his diction is still person. lacking. Yeah. Got well, some, plus I'm just. An but idiot he's not doing that reading. bad. It's better than your Russian one. He says I. It was fun learning English. So he learned English from the podcast. Because he says, it was fun learning English this way. I have a huge vocabulary right now, though many words might not be appropriate in some cases. That's true. Yeah, I'm surprised you're not doing this in a Yakov Smirnoff voice. Really? The only reason I'm not is because I'm too lazy. (laughs) Here's a story that I want to share with you. Here in Russia, all kinds of crazy shit are happening all the time. This story appears in news feeds on August 13th in the morning. In Russia city Bogostal, surgeons stole heroin from drug dealer's stomach. He could be sentenced up to 15 years of prison for this. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Alexander. Alexander. Sounds like Drago. Yeah. He kind of gave the story away, but whatever. 
<laughs> Bogostal is a town of only 21,000 people. It's uh, 2,000 miles east of Moscow. Guys, so what is that, Siberia? No, that would be north. Oh, maybe. I think anywhere out of Mas- Moscow is pretty much Siberia. Plus, Russia's huge. I think Siberia is much farther than 2,000 miles east. Probably yeah, more like four or five, right? Thousand. But, you know, you think about it. It's like a... You know, you ever see that um, the documentary on that drug crocodile? The drug crocodile? is called crocodile or the, the movie crocodile? I think the no. drug is called crocodile. It's like some kind of weird, noxious substance that is similar paralyzes to people or something. No, it makes your skin. It makes your All skin like uh, flake off and and harden, and you become like like crocodilian. It's like a reptilian skin. Yeah, it's really gross. You're like a Spider Man villain. But you, yeah, but you see these guys like in these remote towns in Russia, then that's that's the way they get high because there's just nothing else there. Right, it's bleak. I would be very nervous. I would rather be lost in space than lost two thousand miles, you know, two thousand miles outside of Moscow. You just die. I mean, of exposure because there'd be nothing there. Well, from both, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, surgeon's been charged on two counts. Of illegally acquiring and possessing large quantity of drugs and stealing a large quantity of drugs, which sounds similar, but I guess they just try and throw everything at you, right? Wait, so he you was, could you could, you could illegally acquire heroin by purchasing it from a drug dealer, but stealing heroin is also an additional charge. Is what he's saying, but in possession. But I mean, was the surgeon high at the time? He was he was doing his his work. I kind of would. It doesn't say, but I would assume so. I mean, he's probably if you're going, if you're a surgeon whose job is to extract heroin from drug mules, which that's what we're talking about. If I haven't pointed it out yet, let me let me start where the, right, let right. me start at the start. Vladimir Yurchenko is the police press secretary for the Krasnoyarsk region, which is, I guess, where Bogostal is. He said that the drama had begun when a passenger aboard a train from the city of Krasnoyarsk. <laughs> To Bogotal had become ill. So obviously I'm fucking up all the locations. Uh, Russia's the uh, biggest consumer of heroin was announced in 2009. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I assume they still are. That was four years ago. Well, what people do is they, you know, they swallow it in little bags. Or condoms. Yeah, there's been movies about this. Um, Uh, Maria Full of Grace. You're trying to tell me that they don't shove it up their ass, but I feel like at least somebody's tried to shove it up their ass before. I think only when you go to prison is you use the ass shoving to smuggle drugs. I think when you're a mule, you get you – get, like that movie Maria Full of Grace. It's a good movie about like these Mexican girls that had to smuggle now, what, drugs. It was called Maria Full of Grace, not <laughs> Maria Full of Heroin. <laughs> why, why the misleading title? Maybe, maybe Maria Saving Grace. Maria Something Grace. But no, they, it was called Maria Full of Grace. Full of Grace, yeah. I just wonder why. But she was full of heroin. I don't know if they called Maria heroin Full grace. of Little Bags of Heroin. But she had to swallow like 30 condoms full of heroin. I mean, you train yourself to like, you know, hold these. I mean, they train you. They have like a, like a, like, you know, how like if you're going to be a, an employee at Wendy's, you got to watch that training video. Right. They do the same thing with drug mules. See, there's a training video. Yeah, it's got really cheesy music. I like the the article's rather coy. It says the passenger, a national of one of the former Soviet republics, was carrying several containers of heroin in his stomach. Like, why not just which republic? Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, <laughs> Kazakhstan, <laughs> Kazakhstan, <laughs> the Chechen Republic. Yeah, what are they trying not to like point any fingers here? I guess maybe if you lived in Russia, you'd know by like where these towns are, and you'd be like, oh. 
those fucking cards or whatever they are. <laughs> dirty Uzbekistans. Yeah. Uzbeks. No. They're called Uzbeks. Uzbeks? Is that what they call yeah. them? Yep. Yeah. What was it? Uzbekistan stand? <laughs> That's the dance. That's their <laughs> national dance. He was removed from the train. He's take, you know, he was ill. He became ill about, aboard the train. That's how people knew, like, uh, something's wrong with that guy. I think he's got, like, 50 bags of heroin in his stomach. He's acting weird. He was removed from the train, taken to the district hospital, and an operation was per, per, was performed to extract the containers, which you've pointed out are, are probably condoms. Yeah, I imagine it's probably, like, condoms or sealed baggies. A non-lubricated condom, right? I don't think it's sheepskin, and I don't think it's lube. Why not sheepskin? I, I would think I'd want to use the sheepskin because maybe your stomach acid will will break it down, and then you'll be full of actual heroin. Yeah, I think you need like just the actual uh, um, latex, the latex condoms. He uh, well, the surgeon was removing the shit. He uh, they you know the dr- the cop is standing there right counting them like one, two. I can't count in Russian, <laughs> or I would three. Four, and then they count them, and then you know he's putting them in the little metal tin as he's pulling them out, and then but then the cops counted them again as they were like leaving the room and like sewing the guy up, and he said, you know, there's supposed to be fifty bags of heroin, and there's only forty-seven now in the little container. Wait, so the guy, the uh, the mule, was like, there's fifty? No, I think the cop counted them as they were pulling them out of the stomach. Oh, so the cop, I wonder if the cop's like, this must be a common medical procedure in Russia. In this area of Russia, yeah, I think it is. I think this, this surgeon's job is just to do this all the time. He's the specialist. I wonder if they give the guy, you know, like anesthesia or just because he's a criminal. Yeah, they got to give him anesthesia, right? I'm, I'm sure the guy's put under because they can't have to cut open, open his stomach. stomach. St- yeah, surgery. Yeah. Um, why don't they just put him in a room with a toilet and wait? I, I mean, guess because I mean, he was having an episode, because one of the bags probably popped, so they'd want to save his life. Well, this guy was about to die. I mean, it sounds like, uh, yeah, they were saving his life. But I wonder, is that what they normally do, though? If they catch a drug mule, they're like, all right, let's just wait. He's going to shit it out eventually. And they probably give you, um, you know. Laxatives? Yeah, they probably give you some kind of laxative or Taco <laughs> Russian Bell. Russian X-lax or Taco Bell. <laughs> I don't think they have Taco Bells in Russia, but there probably is one at least in Moscow, right? Yeah, and I bet you it makes everybody have diarrhea. Ugh, this American food. Taco. Goes right through me. <laughs> Chili cheese burrito. <laughs> what, would, what would they do if they got a real San Francisco burrito? It would blow their minds and their assholes out. Yeah, I wonder what would happen in that case. Um, so, yeah, the cops figured out that, like, hey, there's something missing, and then the Ivan Drago-looking cop, like... Pulled the surgeon up by his feet and like shook him, <laughs> and like the three bags of heroin sh- fell out of his clothes. And, so wait, the uh, guy sold three bags, yeah, three something containers. Like that. I think it was three. It was multiple bags. They're, the bags are small, five grams. What is that? Is that okay. a lot of heroin? That's not know. that much. Seems like a lot. I mean, it's a lot, but I mean, it's like you wouldn't want to do it all at once, right? I bet you the guy was smuggling like probably fifty grams. It doesn't say that the the, the surgeon is actually a junkie, but that's what I'm imagining. He's not selling it, right? He's a surgeon. He's got a surgeon salary. Although in Russia, everybody's paid the same, right? No, not anymore. No, they're capitalists now. Are they? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Socialist. Well, yeah, they are socialist, I guess. I don't know. What is, what, what is going on in Russia? Alexander should tell us. What, what freaks me out, though, you know there's no ethics committees there. Or, 
or any kind of like standards of medical practice. So it's like, I bet you the surgeon's probably high on heroin every time he's at work, like all day at work. He's probably going in the bathroom, shooting up in the morning, then like, you know, cutting out somebody's gallbladder in the afternoon. Freaks me out. I guess yeah, I would you, go to a you Russian think, You think at Cedar sinai or the Mayo Clinic, there's not a single surgeon who's on drugs? I'm just saying. Surprise. They have access. Yeah, but I bet you. Okay, so this guy is probably going to go to jail. He's probably not going to lose his medical license. They're probably just going to send him to another hospital. If I was a pharmacist, I would just be the biggest drug addict ever. It would be hard for me to resist. Like, if there's that many. Why like, would you? Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's like. Who cares? But, but don't you think you'd be under scrutiny, too, if you're in that probably. position? I, think I mean, how difficult. hard could it be to pocket palms a couple Percocets every, you know, once in a while? Every hour? Yeah, <laughs> once in a while, <laughs> to be determined, to be de- interpreted as you may. And you don't have to do it. Like, pharmacists, you just sit in your little office, and then you have your, like, pharmacy assistants actually deal with all the customers. I would just be high as fuck playing solitaire on my computer. Like, oh, man, I feel great. <laughs> Just your eyes just kind of rolling in the back of your head. like Yep, nodding. You wanted what? How much Viagra? <laughs> uh, have, have the whole case. <laughs> I don't care. Here, buddy. <laughs> um, you know what's gross about this guy, this surgeon here? Do you think he, like, when he extracted the container, do you think he cleaned it off before putting it in his pocket? Or if he just took the slimy stomach goo all over the container and just shoved it in his pocket? No, because if you would have cleaned it off, it would have attracted suspicion. So he just was like, one for you, one for me. But, you know, he deals with his guts all day long. It's not a big deal to him. Yeah, I guess he's covered in guts anyway. And he's not putting it into his uh, Z Cavaricci expensive designer (laughs) jeans. He's putting it into his hospital scrubs. Yeah, his lab coat. Yeah, They already have just guts and people's feces all over them. Yeah, it's probably not that big of a deal. But I do think that, I mean, you, you kept trying to tell me that they're not that the drugs are in the stomach and the article actually says they're in the stomach, but I was more amused by the story when I thought that the drugs came out of a patient's butthole or, you know, colon, rectal tract. (laughs) But I mean, dude, you'd have to shove, think about shoving 50 bags of heroin up your asshole. I don't, I'd rather not think about that, but what about, I mean, what about you do eat them, but don't they like move down your digestive tract at one point? I guess eventually, I mean, they, uh, you shit them out. In that, yeah, in that movie, that was the original plan, right? Well, in that movie, uh, Maria, full of grace, like one one of the girls, a a condom full of heroin, opened apart, like it, it split apart, and so she was dying from a drug overdose. But instead of seeking medical help for her, they just let her die, and then yeah. they cut her stomach stomach open, and they pulled the out the bags of, of heroin. Yeah. It was like a horrific scene, and the and the other two drug mules were like, "Oh shit, I better shit this out," and they're all nervous about it. So yeah, I think you have to wait though for it to go through your system. So what I guess it eventually animal? is in your ass. You're right. Yeah. I just, but they got um, to this guy soon enough that they hadn't gone that far down the path. So what happened to the doctor? What happened to the guy? Are they going to be in the same jail cell? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Do I have my hand in your stomach? Yeah. <laughs> How are your stitches? It's healing up nicely. I yeah, he might get 15 you. years. They don't know. Wow. I don't know. Russian doctors. It, it, it used to me that Russia... I, I, heard that, I heard that in Russia you're guilty until proven innocent. Oh, really? So you get yeah. sent to uh, work camp in Siberia? It's just the opposite of it as, as it is here. So he's got to prove... I assume his lawyer is going to try and prove that, you know, he's got a drug problem and he needs, he needs uh, help getting over, you know, rehab rather than prison. 
I would go the, 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 the container slipped out of my hand and fell into my pocket route. I mean, I'm covered Ooh, in guts oops. anyway. Whoops. <laughs> <Oops. laughs> He's basically a shoplifter at this point, right? <laughs> a shoplifter. Yeah, his shop is the hospital. Stomach and he heroin. Stole something from his own shop. Yeah, well, I bet you he keeps his job. Anyway, people, send in your stories to Stick Around Podcast at Hotmail.com. Uh, Wacker, we got a few phone calls to get to. People, you can call the show at 206-666-3846. You can also email us at uh, SigmaRoundPodcast.com. Um, before we get to our first call, here's a word from our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. You know, Wackerly, we got a few phone calls here, and a couple of them are addressed directly to you. Like you um, upset a few people in recent shows. I've been trying my best. Yeah, so uh, they were calling directly to speak to you. Um, I think this one is, is about both of us, but uh, yeah, let's see. Hey, Dean. Hey, Lance. My name is John. I'm just cuddling up in my covers on my bed and thinking about how cool y'all used to be. You know, y'all used to be about the fans. And very nice and wholesome. Nowadays, you're just too rich and famous to give a fuck. But it's fine, you know. I have to say that I do the same. But I just like to tell you, sometimes at night, I touch myself to Lance's voice. <laughs> Thanks. Does that bother you? No, I don't care. You don't care. I'm more, I'm more bothered that he's off. calling in while cuddled up under his covers. That's not very manly. Yeah, no, I picture him like his Care Bear comforter or something. I was going to say Snoopy, but. Snoopy, yeah. yeah. Probably has a Snoopy. Snoopy pillows. And it's, it's just smells awful because guys never wash their bed clothes. I just picture B.O. and like dried semen. Yep. He probably just jacks off in it and just goes to bed rather than having like a, a, a jit gel rag. <laughs> um, so Guys do, I mean, they never, I mean, when was the last time you washed your sheets? It's, it's been a while. Well, a couple You don't weeks. even think of it. When do you, th- like, what, what happens that makes you do it? I usually, like you know what I usually get? I have black sheets, so it's usually, yeah. uh, yeah. Oh, dandruff, yeah, it's all over, skin flakes. Cum stains. There you go. Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta wash those out. You buy some, like, neutral colored sheets. If I had white sheets, I'd probably never wash them. Well, white sheets get yellow from your skin grease. So the, the key is to buy sort of cum and skin grease colored sheets, like, and then you never have to Are you saying like them. a gray or a tan, like a beige? Like a beige-ish yellow. <laughs> it's just gross. <laughs> you just never know when they're dirty. So you know what's, they don't really... Maybe they start to smell. What's funny know. about this guy is... You know, Wackerly, did you ever give a shit about the fans? Yeah, I, mean, I, I do. He's talking, he's talking about this, like, fabled past when... Uh, we were really nice to the fans. I don't remember. Well, that. I mean, I do. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm usually I answer well, the emails. And, yeah. yeah, you know, I, sure. uh, you know, we we do put the show out every fucking week. In great, but I don't think Wackerly ever even tried to be. Uh, I met some with fans, fans once or twice, <laughs> but you don't go out of your way to be. No, you never I would did never back, do it one on one. Yeah, but like seven years ago, you ne- you never. I mean, you hated the fans back then. You still hate them. 
Yeah. You know, so I don't I don't think you've ever had a a reversal in attitude. I just it's so it's so funny when like male fans are like, "Hey, I'm going to be in the bear. You want to hang out?" No. <laughs> female fans have a chance, right? <laughs> if a female fan is like, you know, you should I heard you're going to be in uh, Omaha this week. Oh, I live in Omaha. You should, I'll take you out drinking. Then I'm kind of like, hmm. Then, then you'll contemplate it. Yeah, but the, you'll, you'll go stalk her on Facebook just to see what she looks like. Yeah, it's still a 50-50 chance at that proposition at that point. But, but it's, if, uh, it's, just, it, it's so funny to me when a guy thinks that that's going to work. But Johnny Lunchpail over here is like... Just anybody. <laughs> I mean, turn the tables. Like, if some random dude called you at your job and there was like, hey, you want to go for lunch? I'll take you out to Denny's. You'd be like, no. Why would I go? Why would I meet some random guy? And plus, you know, how much more of a shit do you want us to give? That's what I'm wondering. Like, uh, what, what else are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to, like, come I can't in? imagine. Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to make hospital calls here. Yeah. Like if someone's sick, we'll show up and do a little appearance. I, <laughs> I mean, heard you were the biggest fan of the show, so I'm here <laughs> to spend the weekend. Do uh, you have any do, towels? We'll, we'll do weekly birthday shout-outs. Yeah, like fucking uh, <laughs> whatever, Al Roker. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But anyway, you know, you, you, you can rest assured you're going to get a show once a week, and this should be good enough. If that was the first call you played, I can only imagine how shitty the rest of these calls are going to be. All right, here's the next one. Hey, Lance, I was listening to the last show and uh, kind of went off on this uh, this little tirade or tangent or whatever about, like, old people or, like, uh, I don't know, you're, you're talking about, you know, people always complain about there's too many people. We need to stop these Mexicans. Is this Carl from Sling Blade? Uh, <laughs> Does it kind of sound like him? <laughs> Did I say something about Mexicans? I think you were saying something about population control. Oh. Having seven kids and population control, and you're like, "Yeah, well, move to Detroit. There's all this. There's all this room out there." I'm just curious. I mean, seriously, you're an engineer. You have a mathematical mind. You you don't think there's there may be approaching too many people on the planet? I mean, there's seven billion of us, brother. Uh, oh I yeah. Okay, now I remember. Detroit. Yeah, yeah. This guy's making moonshine. In the, in, in the background here. It's just a, it was a victim of unions taking over, and that shit went... They got too big for the bridges, just as you said, which I agree with you on that. They started to get... They, they grabbed a little power, and they got a little greedy, and they destroyed the whole fucking... The pensions. They just, it's kind of like a, a, you know, a virus or something like that. It, it infects a host, and then it, it propagates too many numbers and then it kills us. I don't know where this guy's going with it's that. It's kind of rambling. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to address? I forgot. If I think that there's too many people on the planet. I think he thinks. I think there's too many people on the planet where, that live where there's like no food and don't have any way of supporting themselves. But I don't think that like if, you, if you're wealthy and want to have 18 kids and you can support them all, go for it. I think I he care. thinks that you hate old people. Like you feel old people are, have outlived their worth. Like once you retire, uh, I, I would agree with that statement. Yeah. Well, I think that that's what he's saying. But he's saying that old people have a, um, you know, there's a, there's a reason that we should have old people in our society. And I don't that know reason that reason is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, but what what are you saying? So like, what should I like? If, as soon as someone turns seventy, they should just be gassed to death. 
They should be no, cold. I, I just, I mean, I don't think we should we should cater to them as much as we do. Is what I'm saying. I think you should lose your vote by the time you're sixty. If you if you retire, you should lose your vote. Okay, well, okay. So uh, you know, people's lifespans are increasing. So sixty exactly. Not even that only, old. The problem's only going to get worse. I think when you're eighty, you should lose your vote. You should lose your driver's license. No, no way, dude. No, too, okay. way too late. Seventy years old. Seventy. The damage is already done, and the age the, the age from fifty five to eighty is when all the shitty damage has been done by by these people. Vote. They have nothing other to do other than vote. So they all go to the polls, and all the politicians cater to them, and then they vote in. They get these politicians that are pro-old people. They get these propositions and laws passed that are all pro. Like, every fucking law is to cater to people who are 55 to 85 years old. Well, it's a huge voting block. But it's those aren't productive people. Why are we catering to the least productive segment of the population? Just because they vote really well. So you're saying at, at age 60, they should just not be allowed to vote. 55. <laughs> you, had, you had your productive life. You had your time to, like, have kids and be in the army or whatever and go to school and have a productive job. Like, now you just go over there. We don't want to kill you. We're not going to make you into Silent Green. But you just go over there and just we'll take Live care of you to the best years. of our abilities. Yeah. Well, what about Live Medicare? Are you against Medicare? No. So you, so you People, think the state should fund children will, children will vote, and I'm saying when I say children, I mean like adult children will vote in Medicare to a reasonable respect because they want to take care of their own parents. But for all of the whole fucking budget of the United States to go to Medicare because that's what old people want into the fucking you know AARP, that's bullshit. And so are you against? Um, so are you against people who worked uh, you know city jobs and government jobs? That now have a pension. You think pensions should just be completely erased? Yes. Eliminated? Yes. <laughs> so how what are, are these? Pro, what are you pro pension? No, I'm just saying. How do you expect these old people to live? Like if they just had do you, a do, okay? Do you have a pension? I don't have a pension. How are you going to live? Well, you know. Well, I guess a 401k is kind of a pension. No, it's not a pension. Well, no, it's a not 401k really a pension. is money that you save retirement. Up and then... Retirement money. Yeah, they should have retirement money that they should fucking save themselves, not just get paid from the state for eternity. So you don't think? But I mean, what if these old people they they you know they worked a, a job making like thirty grand a year as a city clerk? Um, how, how do you expect them to live when they retire? Like the guy who makes thirty grand a year and works for you know uh, the copy the the copying company. How is he going to live? Well, I mean, I, I guess Saves that's the pennies. Point. Well, you know, I wonder, did you read about that guy? And, you get, and Social Security's all right. Social Security's like pension that everybody gets. Yeah, so, so you're not against Social Security then? Not really, no. I think it's a good uh, but safety so, net. Okay, all right, Wackley, here. All right, at this point now, I think you're arguing both sides. No, you don't I'm not. like old people. I'm, j- I'm just but not. But you don't mind you know, supporting old people. I'm not full liber- libertarian and I'm not full whatever, the other way. <laughs> so you don't hate old people? No, I just think that we cater to them too much, and they're and they're such and they they have too much political power. And you think they're just somewhat useless? <laughs> how could how could it be argued any other way that well, they're, because, they're they are completely useless? Well, I'm just saying, like old, they're not what, working anymore. I'm but, saying oh, when, oh, they, when oh, you oh, retire. What about the elderly wisdom? Yeah, but look Fuck at like you. someone like John McCain. He's still working. <laughs> yeah, he does a great <laughs> job too. <laughs> Well, so there you go. Well, I, think I mean, just... uh, what, all, almost all politicians are senior citizens, right? I mean, like, the vast majority. Well, yeah, How old is John Kerry? 
John, well, John Kerry's in the 60s. That's what I'm saying. It's like old people, I think we need a cutoff age. I think it, after an old person who can't work anymore because they're like 80 and they're, they're invalids and you know, their, their minds are feeble at that point, then they're useless. But when you're like 65, there's a lot of people who are still working. They're productive well, members that's, of society. That's what I said. That's why I change it. It shouldn't be age-based, but when you retire from your job, you should lose the vote. Okay. You know, I, I think I agree with you. You know, what? I, don't know, I don't know what you do with people who are independently wealthy. Like, I, I, I could actually buy, like, if you're the type of person who never worked because you're independently wealthy, you shouldn't have a vote either. <laughs> Fuck you sitting on your fucking Scrooge McDuck money, money bags and trying to vote in policies that make you, like, keep more of your fucking money. Fuck off. The money that your grandpa made. Did you read about the... Uh... Uh, the guy, that Kansas City sports writer who just committed suicide, and he, he launched a website. It was uh, martinmanleylifeanddeath.com. So he committed suicide. I this skimmed is, it. It was like last Thursday. And then he like he also actually um, he, he ended his life with a, with a gunshot wound. But then he, did, he left GPS well, coordinates. Well, it wasn't a wound. Well, okay. Ended his <laughs> life with a gunshot blast. He shot his head yeah. off. He died. And then he launched this website. And explaining his motivations for committing suicide, he also... Um, Spark a massive treasure hunt. General unhappiness. Well, no, this is what I think you. I think you'd like this guy. Actually, I think you agree with him. The reason he decided to uh, kill himself, and he, he mentions on the website, he took pains to clarify that he suffered from no physical illness, depression, financial needs, loneliness, loneliness, or other troubles commonly associated with suicide. The reason he chose to end his life is the prospect of a loss of control. He said there's just no reason why he wanted to live as a vulnerable person who he was vulnerable. He wasn't working anymore um, because he wasn't working. He was retired. He's like, I don't want to take a chance of ever running out of money or living in stress. I wasn't going to be exposed to people laughing at me or taking advantage of me because I'm an old, per- you know, because I'm 70 years old. He's like, I'm at the top of my game at 60. And I'm just going to end it that way. Hmm. Seems nuts. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's saying he made a rational decision. Explain Why it. Why not just buy a lot, buy a lot of illicit drugs and, and go out in a, you know, blast of pleasure rather than blow your own head off. Yeah, I th- I, okay. I, his his method of execution, <laughs> like uh, I, 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 have, I have issues with that. But uh, I think I would have just probably used a bunch of heroin. But I like his idea. Like he's he's feeling like at sixty, why grow old? What's the point? I don't know, man. Sixty. I'm well, gonna I'm gonna kind of like hang on as long as I can. I mean, if I have a bunch of tubes going up my dick hole and butthole and eyeballs, I agree with I that. I agree it. with that. I think I'll do space burial at uh, 70. People call the show, 206-666-3846. That, didn't, that, that wasn't a lot of criticism thrown my way. I could use some more next week. Yeah, no, there wasn't actually that much. I mean, I want some, like, personal attacks about, like, my, you know, <laughs> intelligence and, and, and body and hygiene. People, why, why, does, why, does, why do you find Wackerly so irksome? Give us a call. <laughs> Two zero six 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 three eight four six. Tell us what's wrong. What what is wrong with Wackerly? Your beef with the Wack Man. Um, we did get one email here. It was sent to sickerandpodcast at hotmail It's from Michael. Michael writes, "All right, glad you decided to keep going after last week. I love the show. Unfortunately, I won't hear it for the next few weeks. I'm away on holiday to the most amazing place on earth, Cap Dag, in the south of France." pronounced cap dag um spelled weird c-a-p-d apostrophe a-g-d-e but it's pronounced cap dag it's an area in the south of france got it um he's like google it it's unbelievable you walk around naked all week 
You see some of the fittest lasses ever, completely naked. And at night, all the women get dressed up in sexy fetish gear. There's lots of sex clubs and a naked foam party where everyone's just fucking everywhere. On the beach, you can have sex or do whatever you want. Lots of massive cocks being sucked by horny French women and gangbangs going on. It's like you've died and gone to porn heaven. The only downside is that there are lots of single guys just walking around the beach just wanking off the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is this guy, I assume. You know, this guy, this guy must bring a, bring a woman. Because he says, you start getting a blowjob, and the next thing you know, four guys are just standing around you wanking off. Now that's sick and wrong. Keep up the good work, bitches. Michael. And what do you expect? You're at a swingers party. <laughs> is it a club or is it an entire town? It's an entire town. I looked it up. I, I went and did a Google search for Capdag. And it's crazy. It's like it's a whole town where just people are shopping butt naked. People are going to grocery stores naked, sitting at bars naked. I mean, that's why it says no shirt, no shoes, no service. It, these aren't like overweight Floridians here. These are like beautiful, like model looking European chicks. How is that possible? Do, do a Google. I mean, there's a lot of like gross old dudes just walking around with their cocks in their hand. It's a lot of that. But there's a lot of these hot chicks there, too. It, it is weird. I, I don't understand. It would never happen in this country. Wouldn't happen in the UK either. Oh, come on. I mean, because people in France are so beautiful. Give me a break. In southern France, you ever go to Nice? No. It's like a Mediterranean. It's <laughs> yeah. a, I guess I've never gone to Nice, so I can't have an opinion on this. It, Shut I it remember down. when I was a kid, we went to Nice. My family went to Nice. It was probably like, it was right, it was right when we were Look moving to Look at Gerard Depardieu. He's a big, fat piece of shit who looks like a troll. Well, that's a, but that, 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 you're talking men here. I'm talking women. Like there were all these, it was a topless beach. And I was like, this is crazy. European? I was kind of hot for that lady who got made the head of the IMF. She, she's kind of good looking. What's I forget her name. Uh, Francis Holland or something? Or is that somebody else? I bet you she goes to Capdag and gives out blowjobs on the beach. Oh, maybe you have a point. But so there's a... I was looking at the at the Google images about it. <laughs> sure enough, yeah. It's like dudes are just on the beach getting a blowjob. And there's like four, four or five guys just standing around just wanking it. I would go soft. <laughs> I mean, if I, if I was the guy getting a blowjob and I looked around, there's a bunch of guys jacking off their one-eyed, you know, baguette at my face. Their Japs eyes just staring at you. Japs um, eyes. Come on, I was, go- I was going with the French thing. You got to come up with something else. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, something with a beret. I don't know. Does the head of a penis look like a beret? Not really. Well, what's weird about it here, I mean, we have fetish clubs and sex clubs, but they're contained. They're in areas, like, kept out of the public's view. It's not like a whole naked town. I mean, there's new uh, beaches. There's uh, new beaches. Key West. We were just talking about this last week, yeah, but you're week, not butt naked in Key West. A lot of people are. Not having Fantasy sex, fest? not having sex in public. Hmm. I mean, I was only there for the parade, but I would assume if I walked around the town for an entire weekend, I would find somebody having sex in public. Well, I, I'm sure there are some people, but I, this is like everybody. Just you can do whatever it's you rampant. want. I mean, I don't know. I've never been there, but I was looking at it, just thinking, God, that would be weird. I'd be, I would be, because I'm kind of a germaphobe anyway. I wouldn't touch anything. I'm not a germaphobe, but I, I don't like I don't like my own body. <laughs> so the, the prospect of like, oh, I'll just leave the hotel with no clothes on, that's horrifying. And plus, I feel like the dudes, like this guy, he probably has a pretty, I bet you he's well endowed because he doesn't give a shit. He's like, oh, fuck it. I got a big dick so I can go walk around well, with a big dick problem, in public. Well, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I would be self-conscious. Morning, like, uh, just a little button on a fur coat. <laughs> that's me. A chewed white Tootsie Roll. 
<laughs> but, but no, I mean, I think... An uh, albino earthworm. <laughs> I think you got to get beyond that, though. I think you got to be like, well, fuck it. Dicks come in all shapes and sizes, just like titties. And you just walk around. I would, try no shame. It up. I would try and chub it up before I left the hotel, for sure. You'd have to chub it up all because you're butt naked just doing your business, going to the ATM. Would you just be chubbing the whole time? You have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too self-conscious to walk around with my cock out. I, I couldn't do it. You don't want to start thinking about, like existential angst right <laughs> just shrink way down well okay we wear clothes for a reason you know where's your modesty i don't think you need to walk around butt naked all day plus plus i feel like these these areas like at the clubs that we have here they usually have a rule no single dudes like you have to bring a chick whereas i just assume that it's 90 percent dudes just walking right. around and then like 10 then there's you know there's a small percentage of women there that are actually doing sex acts, and these dudes are just wanking it everywhere you go. Yeah, that's pretty gross. pathetic. Well, it's weird, but go check it out, Cap Dag, um, in the south of France. I uh, hope you have fun there, Michael. Uh, don't don't get herpes. Uh, people can email the show podcast at uh, hotmail dot com. Some guy sent a book. Do we want to talk about that? Oh shit, I forgot about that. Quickly, what was the book? Yeah, I think he sent it on his last book. He wrote a really long letter, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But we gave a shout out to his last book, which was called uh, 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 "Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good." No, that's that's not him. Faith, Hope, and Love, uh, and we gave a shout out to that. So this is his no, new book. I think his I name is Lloyd o- Owen. That. Are you talking about huh? Eat, Pray, and Love, Julia Roberts? Faith, Hope, and Love. <laughs> it doesn't this book sound is, like something I would shout out. This book is called. No, he says we did give it a shout out in 2010. This book is called The Last Hit. Uh, I haven't read it yet because I just got it from the P.O. box, so I don't know if it's good or not. But I think it's like a hard-boiled crime novel uh, about uh, you know some guy in South Wales or something. Um, what is uh, what's the guy's name? Lloyd Owen. But there's actually the only vowel in his name is the Y between the W and the D because I think it's a Welsh thing. Oh, okay. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> I assume it's pronounced Lloyd, but well, who knows? I hope it's lewd. Whatever. Kind of cool. I don't care about um, dialects. I, I got an issue here. Why are we getting books to the P.O. Box? That P.O. Box is supposed to be for liquor. Yeah. Like, seriously, nice. dude. <laughs> like, ooh, ooh, a, ooh, a novel. I love reading. Yeah, I, I could just see the disappointment on Wackerly's face when he's thinking, hey, you know, it's been a while since I checked the P.O. Box. Maybe there's some single malt scotch in there. Well, let me, point, let, me point this out. let me point this out, too. A lot of the shit gets thrown away immediately as it gets pulled out of the P.O. Box, such as... Uh, there's like a pig farming monthly magazine that we get that we get the AARP magazine, which somebody obviously kindly signed us up for. That's uh, funny. We get threats from collection agencies because we used a photograph one time that uh, somebody owned. Apparently those come constantly. <laughs> uh, you know, the book I actually did, you know, I, the books I keep because, you know, I read them uh, when I get a chance. But it'd be nice if there was a booze B. You know, naked photos Tits. of women. Yeah, yeah, naked chicks. The only reason I do the show. Yeah, why don't, why don't you give uh, Wackerly a little glimmer of hope so he doesn't end it at, at snuff it at 70. Send him some booze and some titty pics. That's what the P.O. Box is for. Um, also, subscribe to the show on iTunes. We appreciate that. Just go to Sick and Just do a search for Sick and Wrong and subscribe. Download the show. Gives us exposure. Give us some ratings. You know, we're, we're, we're quickly approaching the 1900 mark. Um, that's good. Also, the uh, I've been doing some work on the Cafe Press Store. 
Uh, we had a fan named Sack who's got a website called Facebook.com slash Designs by Sack. And uh, <laughs> Sack. Designs by Sack. Well, Designs by Sack. That's, a, that's his thing. It's not, I don't think he's referring to bollocks like a testicular sack. I think it's just S-A-C-K, like a sack um, right. that you carry something in. But anyway, he, he made some designs for us. So we're going to have some new shirts on the Cafe Press store. I also worked on a, on a, a design that I came up with. So uh, you can go, go to stickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. You can click on the Cafe Press link, and you can get some new stick and wrong stuff. I also put the old elephant taking a shit picture you remember the blast old? from the past yeah. yeah blast from the past i made it made that shirt and we also have our new sick and wrong shirts coming out very soon i uh placed the order just this past week so in a couple weeks we'll have those available but for now just go to uh sick and slash store and uh, get uh, go to the cafe press store finally here sick and wrong song of the week came in from the sodomizer uh he says i came across this band at the mayhem festival this summer uh they're called the butcher babies have you ever heard of them Chicks. No. Two hot, topless chicks as lead singers. I mean, these girls are like former Playboy models. I've seen them down here. I, I saw really? them play the whiskey. I mean, they're they're unbelie- unbelievably hot. Sleazy E saw them at Bottom of the Hill in San Francisco. He ended up hanging worst out with them Worst venue ever? Is it? Is it the first venue you ever went to? No, worst. Oh, the no, worst venue worst. ever. I always get stuck behind that fucking pole. Yeah, it's kind of an uncomfortable spot. But uh, Sleazy E ended up hanging out with these chicks all night. Ooh. And they're, 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 they're crazy hot. They're very attractive. Uh, what were but, they doing um, Sleazy E then? I don't know. Cognitive, I'm experiencing cognitive dissonance. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the English accent. Oh, yeah. He uses it to his that. advantage. And the uh, rufinol or hypnol. Yeah. Um, so they're called the Butcher Babies. They have two hot topless chicks as lead singers. They're amazing. Here's a song called Mr. Slow Death off their EP. I encourage all the listeners to look them up on YouTube and see them live. Stay calm and booze on the sodomizer. So, uh, yeah, we're going to end the show here with uh, Mr. Slow Death by the Butcher Babies. People will be back next week with episode 395. Until then, take it easy. Good night.
card, you people are faggots. What the fuck is with this new goddamn fucking answer machine? I liked it better when it was anonymous. Oh, that's not even my rant. You assholes. Dude, I'm fucking drunker than shit right now. My fucking mom just called, and I have to get a new fucking goddamn house. And it sucks, because I have to be sober. It has been done. Talked about your... Uh, yeah, whatever. You fucking figure it out. <laughs>